couple of things before we get started. Number one, if you are a rhino, stick around. You might learn something. Number two, we call it like it is. So if you're a snowflake Democrat, you might want to leave because your feelings will get hooked. And number three, we just wanted to say thank you to this guy for all the great entertainment. The best way to get something done, if you if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... Anyway. This is What's Happening America. What's, What's Happening, happening America. America. If it's happening in the United States, we're talking about it. And man, do we have opinions. Bold. Bold. Funny. Funny. And true conservatives. No rhinos here. What's, What's Happening, happening America, America with your hosts, Josh and, and Lauren. Welcome back to What's Happening America. I'm your host, Josh Gibbons. And joining me today, as always, is my lovely co-host, Lauren Walker. Yeehaw. Lauren, how are you? I'm good. I'm just hanging out at the ranch. <laughs> Where's the ranch? Uh, we are currently doing family vacation time in Tucson, Arizona. And my mm. my uncle has got a slew of animals. He's got four horses, a giant sheep, and like, four dogs <laughs> and you got the cowboy hat on so you're all set yes <laughs> figured i'd uh you know fill out the setting do you know what i mean i was like yeah, oh, yeah. it'll be good and the sun's kind of bright so it's good for that too <laughs> there you go well perfect well hey we have a lot to cover uh so let's go ahead and get into it first let's talk about trump's announcement trump 2024 yes i'm excited uh we knew it was coming right um after he went through all that stuff where he was, you know, fighting all the Mar-a-Lago raids and all that, by the way, Waypo just came out, Washington Post came out the other day and slipped in a article where basically the investigators are finding nothing like he didn't compromise anything like he didn't have anything to compromise. It had nothing to do with his business dealings. So that was interesting. They slid that out while midterms were going on. So hoping no one would notice that they raided Mar-a-Lago for no reason, basically. But um, yeah, so he's going to run pretty excited. Uh, Ivanka came out, and said she will not be taking part this time. If she if he wins, she's going to hang out and do stuff with her kids, which I understand. Um, Melania, Melania was there. Uh, they announced a bunch of people went right. Jack Posobiec, I believe, was there. I know Alex Stein was there. Mm -hmm. Um, looked like fun. Uh, brick man, the brick man suit guy who shows yeah. up to all he was there. Yeah. So it looked like fun. Um, I'm, I'm glad he announced big quabble right now. Everyone's screaming DeSantis, DeSantis. And, and honestly, like the more I read into that, like that back and forth between Trump and DeSantis, I think it's fake. I, they're posturing for something. It's strategic. So I'm not paying any attention to it. Uh, you see a lot of the grifters coming back out, like, People I follow, like I love Mike Cernovich and he's, you know, very anti-Trump. Oh, he helped lose the midterms. Da, 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 da. I don't know that any of that's true because if we had landslide the midterms, which we did not, but had we had done so, they would have been like, oh, it's because Trump wasn't running. Right. So there's no there's no win for the guy. No matter what, it, they would have said something anti-Trump. So mm -hmm. now, do you see anybody as a uh, possible uh alternative maybe somebody who's kind of hinted at running for the republican nominee as well oh like for vp uh no no against trump for the republican oh, against nomination trump. well we've heard DeSantis, right um 
Ted Cruz seems to like to throw his hat in the bucket from time to time. Uh, maybe Pence, right? They have all those charts. So number one, highest is in the 40 percentile range. People want Trump. And then below him is DeSantis at mid-20s. And then Pence is up there at like 13. Pence is never going to win. No. <laughs> but no, as a matter of fact, uh, Mike Pence hinted at he may possibly run. He did say in an announcement that there was going to be better choices available. So maybe he knows something we don't. Here's what I'll say. You know, as far as the whole Ron DeSantis thing, I don't think Ron is going to run. I think the whole thing is just a distraction, really, at the end of the day. And the reason I say that is because he just re-won election as governor of Florida. He's done a phenomenal job as governor. He's become America's governor. But the thing about it is, is if he decides he's going to run, he has to abandon essentially his duties as governor there. I mean, it's it's a full-time gig where he's going to have to travel the state, swat flies out of his eyes when he's in Arizona. Of course it's fault. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so it's not something that I think conservatives are going to have to worry about. So I would say we need to stop the whole Whose side are you on, DeSantis or Trump? I like them both. But I do think that Trump will win the nomination again. Uh, I, I'm, I can't feasibly see who would beat him. You know, because here's the thing. At the end of the day, they're going to have to debate to see who's going to have the Republican nomination for president. Yeah. And at the end of the day, people can't really argue against Trump. Now, there's going to be one person I think we will see in there, if not Pence, and that's going to be Liz Cheney. And she will be slaughtered because she will is she just go away. <laughs> like so done her family her. won't. That's the problem is her family won't go away. <laughs> so, you know, she's um, she likes to think she has influence. And I think the problem is, is that she's lived in a bubble where the Cheney name meant something good to people. And it's yeah, if you're if you're around, you know, uh, you were frozen there for a second. You were frozen for me, too. I was like, oh, what's going Could on? you hear me? No, <laughs> but we we're probably just talking smack on Liz Cheney, right? Because yeah, that's exactly what we were doing. Yeah. So that's the thing. <laughs> I think that she's been in a bubble where she's had a protected view of herself and her dad and real America. We we don't want anything to do with those warmongers. No. And I'm I think Wyoming it. let that made that very clear this last election. Absolutely. And, you know, another thing that I thought was interesting, because all this stuff's moving and shaking, right? We won the house, obviously, but with with that win, they voted in uh, Kevin McCarthy, and I didn't want him either. Like I wanted Jim Jordan, I wanted Massey. I did I did not want McCarthy even a little bit, and we got that clown who, it, you know. And this is the issue, right? Like once we go forward with all these investigations that were promised, it's up to him you know, to actually execute, uh, to actually do something about it. And he's wishy-washy. He's a rhino. So I don't know if he will or not, which is pretty frustrating. We fight for the house. We get the house and then no, you know, no climax because McCarthy backs out of stuff and he's just a rhino. And I did just see though a, a tweet right before I came over here was that uh, Ronna McDaniel, right? She's the RNC chair. Uh, Lee Zeldin is talking about taking her on, which has me extremely excited mm -hmm. because everyone on this podcast knows I really like Lee Zeldin. So uh, I hope he does take Ronald McDonald out. The The money that they spent in the midterms was so mismanaged. Someone's got to fix it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I want to take a moment before we move on to our next topic and remind people, if you enjoy this podcast, you enjoy what's happening in Idaho, 
what's happening Gen State or what's happening North Idaho, please go to idahospodcast.com and click to become a supporter. Supporters like you are what keep us on air because it does require a lot of editing and uploading and all that fun stuff. And oftentimes travel. I'm uh, I'm in my fake million dollar studio. Usually I'm in the real one, but I am at home today. So uh, that's that's uh, that would be appreciated if you go there. Also, make sure to check out our store while you're on the website. We have a Joe Biden sniffing Idaho, which I should have won or I should have worn for this episode. I, I got, got mine. mine today. Oh, it very just showed cool. up at my grandparents' house. <laughs> very cool. Yeah. So make sure to check that out. All right. Since you're in Arizona, I think we have to touch on it. Carrie Lake. What's oh, uh, what's the sentiment there? Like, what are you hearing? I mean, you're probably talking to people and family and stuff. Yep. What are they they're saying? trying to uh, get them to not certify. Like they're trying to force the, the hand and get them to not certify. Katie Hobbs, man, didn't, she didn't campaign. She didn't debate. Right. And now we know why. And they just drag that. They've drug it out 10 extra days. And basically we're at the point where it's not how many votes you get. It's how many ballots you get. So um, I've seen videos of ballot stuffing in the boxes. You know, I've seen um, testimony from different people voting here that, you know, 30% of the machines went down. It, It was just an absolute mess. And And I will say in my heart of hearts, this is a Lauren opinion. I don't think Katie Hobbs won. And I don't I don't think Fontes won secretary of state Uh, right now. Abe Amade is fighting pretty hard for AG. Um, But Katie Hobbs was wouldn't recuse herself like a year ago. She is the secretary of state. This election is on her and it's a total mess. I mean, it was global like people knew all around the world how messed up the vote was in this one state and it. It makes me sad because it it really ruins the free and fair election or, you know, oh, democracy, we have to protect them. Like, what's there to protect if our votes aren't counting? Yeah. You know, and it's interesting, too, that you had mentioned what 30 percent of the voting machines went down. Uh, People were told to just shove it into this other box, things like that. And then a lot of people didn't vote. And the Republican Party there tried to extend voting time by the three hours that the machines were down. And it's important to note. Where the machines went down leans Republican. It, it yep. leans conservative yep. is where the machines went down. So it absolutely did have an impact on the election. Now, the thing about it is, is it was taken before a judge there and the judge said, no, we're not extending it the three hours to give people the time, which we've actually seen it where they've done that in the past in other places uh, where they've actually redone entire elections because of things like this. But in Arizona, it's probably a lot like Idaho, where you have these liberal judges on the Supreme Court who make these decisions. So uh, I've also seen where people there, Carrie Lake is telling people to cure their ballots, make sure Mm -hmm. they were counted. And a lot of people are tweeting screenshots saying, why wasn't my ballot counted? So there's a lot of concern. But here's the problem. At the end of the day, it's her opponent who is the secretary of state. It's her opponent who's going to certify the elections. Right. And it doesn't matter how much hoopla people make. She's not going to decertify and she's not going to say, hey, you know, what? let's do this again. She's not going to sue herself. So it's going to take Carrie Lake possibly suing the secretary of state for a new election. So, you know, what's interesting about the Arizona race? And I looked at it as, you know, 
as we looked at numbers when we were doing our campaigns, right? And and some telltales are, and most people will argue about, well, nitpicky this or that. But at the end of the day, if you go and you look, the treasurer, and I know it's kind of like a no name. I'm, I honestly don't even know what her name is, but the treasurer, she won handedly, okay? And the Republican did. And if you look at it, she, I mean, there wasn't a lot of advertisements. I don't think I've even seen a treasurer sign around here. I've seen lots of governor signs and SOS campaign signs still out floating around. Right. But I don't even think I saw treasurer one. If you look at the treasurer and you look at that as a baseline for a down ticket vote. Okay. The treasurer won by was something crazy. It was like 267,000 votes like she won so handedly. And so when I look at that and I go, these are down ticket Republican voters because she's the Republican treasurer. Right. And I'm looking at it and I go, that is the gap that they had to, to fill. Right. To, to do the, to get Katie Hobbs in, you know, to get Fontes in, I, they had to fill that gap. So it's pretty frustrating. I mean, I feel like they were cheated. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. I mean, we're in that era. Like it's not, it shouldn't be blase. It shouldn't be a pariah. It shouldn't be terrorism. You should be able to like you, we are being cheated. I, I think there was some cheating with Oz's race. Um, there is definitely cheating with Laxalt in Nevada. I, I think there's a lot of cheating and Oh, like right now in Texas and Harrison County, those people are kind of doing the same thing as the Maricopa in Arizona are like, they're, in there yelling at you know the elections officials and stuff because they had a whole thing happen to them too they're kind of the same deal right totally disenfranchised machines went down and it's predominantly african-american community but you can go online and see those videos too they're screaming at their councils right now yeah it's insane well you know who was cheated was the people of arizona anytime you go to vote and your voice isn't heard and you're legally allowed to vote you are cheated so to the extent of of how much cheating was done and where was it intentional that i can't say but arizonans and their voice was cheated for sure yeah let's um let's talk about the uh ftx that's a big one better <laughs> yeah that's a, oh i can see you better now yeah oh good okay sorry yeah. <laughs> a lot of sun going on out here <laughs> yeah uh let's talk about ftx Oh boy. So I've done a deep dive into this because I really piqued my curiosity. Um, so Sam Bankman Freed, okay. This is a 30 year old, you know, short wearing, you know, crummy t-shirt vegan guy who, you know, marketed himself as, you know, just, oh, I'm just a normal person. Well, the kid a has Toyota. a mother. Huh? I drive a Toyota. Yeah. And he has a $50 million penthouse in the Bahamas. Right. So, okay, bro. But I, like the dude is, um, so he actually graduated MIT, right? In he got a degree in physics out of MIT. His mom is a Democrat operative. Okay, his dad is another high level in the business world. Okay, so this kid creates, and we kind of got to go through the differences, right? So FTX. So he creates FTX in 2017, I believe it was. So FTX is a crypto exchange. So it's where you can go on and you can, you know, you got the Bitcoins and then you got like Dogecoin and you got all these different, and it is an exchange where you can move around and change transactions or, or whatnot. And then a couple of years later, he creates uh, Alameda Research. So Alameda is a, um, it's like a market. 
So it's where people go to invest their money and then they choose kind of the the coins, like they're the gambling ones, right? They're the experts. So it's like an investment company, but for crypto. Okay, so Alameda, he starts Alameda, which is sort of a conflict of interest because I mean, now he now he has, you know, gambling and hedging bets on specific cryptos, but he owns FTX, which is the exchange, right? So so he sees all the transactions you could, you know what I mean? It's it's yeah. kind of conflict of interest. Gives it to his girlfriend, that chick with the glasses, the Harry Potter looking girl. Mm-hmm. Oof, rough. Okay. So she runs Alameda. And then what happened was they created their own crypto coin called FTT. So FTT was the crypto coin. So so how this all evolved is I we could go into the Ukraine piece, I guess. So so we sent, we have sent, America has sent $60 billion to Ukraine, 60 billion. Okay. And they partnered with FTX. So Sam Bankman freed, they partnered with that company to be the crypto exchange for accepting donations in Ukraine. So they received early on in the beginning of the war, like April timeframe, they received $60 million in crypto donations. And all that's just disappeared. Nobody really knows where that is. But but he partnered with Zelensky. Now, because it's international, I don't know if we're ever going to see the transactions or how they were moved around. I don't know what Zelensky, no one knows. What did Zelensky pay Sam Bankman-Fried? Nobody really knows. What we do know is that Sam Bankman-Fried donated in 2020 $5 million to Biden. And in this election, he's donated $40 million to Democrats. He's the number two donor of the Democrats. And 27 million of the 40 million went to a pack that basically blasted it out to more Democrats. But he was becoming a crypto figure in our government. He was giving um, advisory information, right? And it's still new. A lot of people are trying to do regulation. So he had his hands in the regulation pot and he was helping like create and write regulation. And a lot of his money was getting donated. A lot of his Democrat donations were going to people who were intending on regulating crypto. The critics came out yelling. They said, look, he's just doing it to benefit himself. Like he's making rules that only benefit FTX, right? They don't necessarily benefit any other crypto coin. So while that was going on, you have, you know, he got how much money from Ukraine. It looks like a very black and white money laundering scheme. We give Ukraine money, Ukraine cuts some deal with FTX. And then FTX turns around the owner and donates, you know, $40 million in the midterm elections and pledged a billion dollars. But I'm going to tell you right now, this is why this whole thing got busted up. So FTT, like I went back and said, that is the actual crypto dollar that they created. FTT was flimsy and kind of took a dip. And what happened was other crypto people in the market saw what was going on. So the the biggest competitor to FTX on the exchange market is called Binance. Mm -hmm. So like finance, but buy, right? So it's Binance. So Binance saw what was happening. So what they did was they ran, they did a run, right? They went in and they dropped $50 million in FTT. And that cascaded into a 72 hour cycle where they lost six billion dollars so ftt was the only thing propping up all of these different companies and basically all of them collapsed right so alameda right is the one he handed off to the girlfriend he had to pull 10 billion dollars ftx was worth 16 billion he had to pull 10 billion out of that and give it to his girlfriend in the back door 
to keep that company going. And that's where they saw the weak link and they ran, they did a run on FTT and all of it collapsed. And this all came out. If it, if it had not, thank you, thank you, thank you, Binance CEO. If you hadn't acknowledged this, he would have kept going with the Ponzi scheme. He had pledged a billion dollars for the 2024 race. Insane. You know, I, I, I knew some of the details. I didn't realize that uh, Binance was the one who really you know, pulled the carpet from under him. Yep. It was pretty so. great. Like great to see. And I had to do a lot of reading up because I'm not super crypto savvy, but I mean, just the amount of influence that this guy had, he was a complete scam artist. And I yeah. mean, even when you watch some of his videos, you're like, dude, this guy's weird. And they even have him. He still does WEF stuff. I mean, they've got this guy in a couple of weeks doing a giant convention with Mark Zuckerberg and Zelensky. And, you know, people are trying to get that guy extradited. They're pissed. He's in the Bahamas with his lives in his penthouse with these 10 people. And I guess they just do orgies or whatever it is they do there. They talk about this. And and so. They're trying to figure out a way out of the Bahamas because they don't want to get extradited. And so they last I saw there was a tweet saying they were scoping out Dubai because Dubai won't extradite. So this Mm -hmm. guy's in a lot of trouble and there's a billion dollars totally missing right off the top. Uh, All the investors, all their money's gone. And essentially, I mean, we know a lot of it's in the Democrats pockets, right? It was it was pay for play, I suppose. Yeah, it's insane. And it's unfortunate for the people who invested. And lost that money. But when you look when you look at the writing on the wall, to me, it looks like quid pro quo. And I don't think the Democrats will allow anything to happen to them unless they really badly need a fall man. So. Yep. Insane. Speaking of Ukraine, we've got uh, apparently Russia's sending missiles into Poland, huh? Oh, are they? (laughs) Well, Zelensky was pretty upset about that, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, he came out screaming. I mean, he wanted to go full World War Three. This was a couple of days ago. He came out and so so missiles landed in Poland, right, and killed two citizens, right. So they thought everyone's like, it's Russia, it's Russia. So Zelensky pled to what was his name, Dudu or Dadu, is the president of Poland, and he said, "Hey, you've got to initiate Article Four in nato so i i've read all the articles today because i was like what do all these really mean so article four is you're allowed to bring concern to the table with all nato countries about something and like basically have the discussion about what just happened like an incident article five is the next step where they all come together and they say yes we will all come together with our militaries and fight whatever it was that we had previously discussed in article four and there's the un security council who's also involved so missile hits poland everyone's screaming russia um Zelensky gets on tv it's russia article four now it's russia and dadu or doo whatever the poland president's name is gets on and says we're meeting with the security council of the un on you know, on uh, Wednesday. So they're like accelerating at a crazy rate, like trying to push this World War Three business. I, it's absolutely bananas. And then come to find out, you know what happened. Yeah, it was Ukrainian forces that sent it over there. Now, the question is, was it intentional or did we know anything like that? I think it's a it's a mistake. So I think it was like an aerial defense missile. But my biggest question, and nobody wants to have this conversation, but I certainly do, is okay. You do Article Four because a NATO non NATO country hit missiles in a NATO country. Well, 
the not NATO country isn't Russia anymore. It's just Ukraine. Are we doing Article Four or what? Right. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Come on, NATO. Step up. It's time to go after Ukraine. They're the ones who sent the missiles. Yeah, it's unfortunate. You know, it's it's one of those things. You look at Zelensky and what he's trying to do. He's always trying to push for American interventionism. That's what he wants. He wanted us to preemptively strike Russia with nukes, right? Yeah. All these silly things. It's one of those things. There's warmongers out there. There's mm-hmm. people who who want to have their big fight. And they will do anything they can to try and cause a scene. But you're right. It is. It would be hypocritical for us not to follow Article 4. Why wouldn't we, right? Are they're, you not, they're not NATO. Right? And that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't. You don't not initiate Article 4 because it's not the country you wanted, right? Right. Still exactly. you killed they killed people like article four ukraine their turn yeah well hopefully there's something for the two victims that were killed in poland that the ukrainian leadership will do you know as far as for these families and hopefully it's not giving them ftx or ftt yeah yeah something like that <laughs> All right. Last thing I want to talk about, and you have more information on this than I do, but the uh, House GOP is uh, has announced they're going to be doing some investigations. Yep. Yep. So this morning, the House Oversight Committee, so it's James Comer is the lead of that. He Mm -hmm. came out and he said, we are going to investigate Joe Biden. And they were very specific because everyone, you know, you see it on all the memes and stuff. Hunter's not in the government. Okay, great. But here's the issue. Joe Biden is connected in all of these business dealings. So I got to reading through the document that Jim Jordan put out this morning. It was a 31 page document and it's worth the read. It's actually kind of interesting. But what I found that really jumped out at me was and they've been talking about this. I just didn't really understand the process or where they came from. There were one hundred and fifty SARS. They were. um What's it? Action reports, uh, suspicious action reports. So what a suspicion, suspicious action report is, is it's when uh, a bank, a financial transaction, something occurs and they send that note to the treasury. So that goes to the treasury. They collect all the SARS, right? And they're supposed to investigate or whatever. So the Biden family has 150 SARS from financial institutions sitting at the Treasury. So the House Republican Oversight Committee has been trying to get their hands on these SARS for years now. And they keep, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to get it from the Treasury. The Treasury won't give it up. They they literally are like, nope, you have to come back with the subpoena. We're not giving it up to you. So I thought that's really interesting. They won't give them. These documents, which previously had never been an issue, they would just hand it over bipartisan, right? So now it's an issue, and they've even changed the rules in the Treasury to hand of giving out SAR information. So I thought that's really weird. You know, Biden gets in, changes the rules. Now his SARS don't go anywhere, and they need subpoena power. Well, to have subpoena power, you have to be, you have to have the House. That's the only way to get subpoena power. Well, guess what? We have the House now, so Treasury should be expecting um, subpoenas. They're going to want 100, all 150 of them, but they have managed to get their hands on a couple of them. And I saw one from the China Bank. So that goes into the CEFC. So reading this document that Jordan put out, CEFC is a China company and they were buying natural gas in America. And Hunter and Joe, they were all helping set up the deal, right? It was a co 
co-joined bank account between Hunter and his dad. So that's huge implication right yeah. there, right? So um, they they were going to buy natural gas. I saw the map. They're going to do like Wyoming and they're going to do Louisiana. I mean, we're having a gas issue. We're having energy crisis right now. And they've already cut deals. That family has cut deals to sell gas to China. So the China bank gave up their um, SAR, right? So the house got a hold of that one. And then JP Morgan Chase, they put one out. And this is where it gets interesting. So I don't know if you listened to the announcement this morning. They said they are going after him on, you know, mostly financial and RICO, you know, all fraud, mm-hmm. international stuff. But they said human trafficking. And I couldn't, I wondered how they were going to get human trafficking. I thought that's really strange. And then I read this JP Morgan Chase SAR that they had handed over to the committee. And in it, it states that money was being sent to like call girls. It was tens of thousands of dollars in multiple transactions, all under 10 grand, right? So that it didn't hit that, you know, red flag cutoff, mm-hmm. but multiple transactions. And the, you know, JP Morgan Chase looked into it. It was a call girl prostitution, something or another. But this this account apparently had Joe Biden tied to it. So that's why the SAR was created and the house got their hands on it. Mm -hmm. Wow. It'll be something worth watching, but hopefully it's not just, you know, sound bites like we've talked about in the past. Right. And I I think that they are really going to go out for blood. My biggest concern is McCarthy. Is McCarthy going to step up to the plate? And this is an issue. I mean, they have, instances i mean they talked about the social media stuff right like them covering the laptop story the laptop in itself has all kinds of evidence in it and this again this isn't hunter biden smokes crack hunter biden likes prostitutes investigation this is very explicitly like a joe biden tied directly to this and another another part of the letter was his art dealings there's no oversight on these art dealings so uh, for the best they can find out is this art studio popped up from new york in the middle of nowhere um and it advertises hunter's portraits and he sells them for up to five hundred thousand dollars and they're primarily being bought by chinese citizens Mm. and it's explicitly to avoid sanctions so they're finding out that all of the buyers of these are mostly Chinese and they're doing it because we have sanctions on China and they're avoiding them by picking up Hunter's art. So again, pay for play. Yeah. Insane. Well, it'll be worth watching. Um, There's a lot of stuff. I think there's going to be a lot of fun stuff happening here in the near future with, of course, Donald Trump hitting the campaign trail, more people will announce and you know this, but again, we'll see what McCarthy does. He better step up to the plate. I, if we can get Ronna McDonald out, that'll be fabulous. If we, you know, if, hmm, I don't know. I'm just, I hope, I just hope he does the right thing. I'm so worried about the GOP establishment hacks. They don't care. They're a uniparty, right? They are the same as the Democrats. They want all oh, war in Ukraine. And we're, te- I mean, we detail almost every week in here and in these, you know, podcasts about how Ukraine is corrupt and is like, shoving us towards the ledge of world war three um another quick update that i saw too uh right now in brazil see they don't actually like stolen elections they're still protesting but i just saw that the supreme court came out katie davis court posted this Ah, our girl uh supreme court in brazil is starting to lock all of the companies that are involved in the protests. So they've already got like six or seven companies. Their banking is locked. They've cut off their funds. They're pulling a Canada. So we're starting to see that kind of whiplash happen for 
the things in Brazil. Insane. All right. Well, we will uh, catch up with you guys next week. Make sure to check out our website, idahospodcast.com. And until then, we'll talk to you guys again next time. You've been listening to What's Happening America. If it's happening in the conservative world in the national news, we're talking about it. We have opinions about it. And we have guests to talk about it. Bold, funny, and true conservatives. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, make sure to hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook at What's Happening America. And find the website at idahospodcast.com. See you next time on What's Happening America.